0: What's up ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Blunt Mag Tattoo Podcast. I'm your host Louis from Free Spirit Tattoo and before we start, just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, badmojo.com.au. They're a family run merchandise company based in Australia, so they do things like t-shirts, mugs, stubby holders, key rings, all that sort of stuff. So if you need anything made, head on down to badmojo.com.au and put in the code BLUNTMAG10, that's all lowercase, and they'll give you 10% off your first order. So that's awesome. This episode we're joined by Rico Geometry, the owner of Ellipsis Tattoo on the Gold Coast. Rico is known for his super intricate geometry work and over the last few years has really established himself as one of the leading geometric tattooers in Australia. In the episode we talk about pretty much everything from his apprenticeship days to opening up his own studio, um, travelling overseas and his general outlook and approach to tattooing. So let's get into it. Rico Geometry, thanks so much for joining us, man. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, cool. Man. Thanks for having me, man.
0: Um, super stoked to have you. Um, I've been a big fan of yours for a while. For everyone that doesn't know who you are, um, do you want to just quickly share your Instagram out there so we, so they can look you up and sort of suss it out as we're talking?
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's just Rico Geometry, R-I-C-O Geometry. Um, that's the same for my website as well, RicoGeometry.com. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah, easiest way to find me.
0: From the Gold Coast, Ellipsis yeah, Tattoo.
1: Good. Yeah, yeah. Just opened this one, what, about four months ago, I think? Yeah, so, cool, so that's your good. own,
0: like, little private studio, or yeah, what's, the, yeah, what's the setup? Yeah,
1: yeah so I've got um, uh, a bit more space than I really need, so I should get some more artists in and, and get a bit of a vibe going, but for now, it's just myself in here, just doing my thing, you know, focusing on my art, and just, you know, trying to create the space that I really want to spend my time in, you know?
0: Yeah, cool, man. Um so, man, yeah, can you can you take us back to a young fella? How did it all get started? Um, you know, where, where did you grow up? Can you talk a bit about your apprenticeship yeah, and all that yeah. sort of so, stuff?
1: Uh, I'm from Adelaide originally, um, and so I moved over here about mm, two to three years ago, probably close to three years. Um, so, I've been tattooing four years, um, so I started that. Four years? Like, yeah, yeah. Is that it? No, so, yeah, I feel... Fuck. <laughs> I feel terrible. I shouldn't be owning a studio after four years. Really. No, nah, man, I wouldn't okay. have guessed that. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, so it's um, it's been a journey. Yeah, I um, actually got my my start at the studio that I used to get tattooed at. I had a um, a friend who was apprenticing at a studio over in Adelaide, and so I spent a lot of time in the in the studio there, sort of making a relationship with everyone there. And um, you know, I was a I was a musician at the time, actually. Uh, so, that's what I thought I was going to do with my life, you know, that's Mate, what, where my passion was. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of musicians jumped over to tattooing. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, that's, I've, yeah. I've seen you on the guitar a bit on your Instagram. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I'd throw it up every now and then. and probably don't do too much of it anymore. But, yeah, as soon as I started tattooing, like, it just took over my entire life and, you know, been living and breathing it ever since. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, so you did your apprenticeship in Adelaide. Um, yeah. How long, how long did you do that for?
1: So, this I always feel really bad about because I left after a year. Uh, so, I think it was about, you know, a bit over a year, 13 months or something. But I, um, uh, my mentor was actually really good about it. Uh, I had um, my wife living in England. She's from England. Um, so, we had only seen each other for sort of four weeks in that whole year of my apprenticeship. And it's getting quite tough and, um, you know... Getting her visa to come over here was a bit of a struggle, so decided right, I have to go over there, be with her, and you know I'll come back and continue my apprenticeship when I come back. Um, but my mentor was real cool about it. She just really wanted me to keep tattooing. I think she she probably saw something in so me. You, oh, my in um, you know, I was working my ass off in that apprenticeship. You know, I really put my heart and soul into it, and I think that they saw that and thought, you know, let him have the opportunity, you know. And so they, yeah, they let me go to England and sort of keep working over there. And so you were like,
0: tattooing in England or doing you an apprenticeship there.
1: there, or no? So I went over to England, um, uh, and I was there for about 10 months tattooing, but uh, yeah, it wasn't continuing an, an apprenticeship. I sort of moved into a studio that sort of just put me on the floor as was, and um, it wasn't, it wasn't an artist's own studio, I think that's probably where the. The, the difference was that he probably wouldn't have even known about the rules of appre- apprenticeships and all that. So, um... Just like,
0: seek another guy in here to yeah, make some more cash.
1: Their um Their geo-artist had just left. It was just like a sort of perfect timing thing. They're just like, oh, we've got this work. We've got a geo-artist now. Like, put him in there. And yeah, nice. So, you know, just, you know, put my, my work... And I always felt like an apprentice still, you know, still learning every day. I still am, you know. So, I just, you know... Just keep keep tattooing and just get better and better and you know. So I, I was doing that over there and. Yeah.
0: Where, whereabouts in Whereabouts in England were
1: you? Uh, so I was in the Midlands in a place called Derby.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I used to live in Birmingham.
1: Oh no! Yeah. 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 That's yeah. So close. yeah. So, oh, awesome.
0: Are you Are you Br- British at all? I can notice oh, yeah. like a little bit of an accent there. Or?
1: <laughs> I get that all the time. My um, being from Adelaide, we have a quite neutral accent. I suppose probably on the posher side of an Australian accent. Okay, mutualized so neutralised it a bit. So then, when you know my wife being English and spending so much time over there, I, I just take it on. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: No, nah, that's cool. So, um, so you're tattooing a bit in England, um, yeah. and then you came back to Adelaide or the Gold
1: Coast. So, I came back to Adelaide briefly, and a sort of um, circumstances meant I couldn't go to my old studio. It was like an hour and a half drive out to that studio um, and I'd sold my car to go to England so I had money on me and stuff so I had to go to a studio that was closer by and I sort of guessed there temporarily um, but I think the plan was always to move to Queensland at some point. I was sort of done with Adelaide by the time I sort of got out of there it was sort of like oh this feels less like somewhere where I want to be so um, so I was just guessing there until I could sort of move over to the Gold Coast and sort of I think it was only a couple of months I was back in Adelaide and then, then moved up here. Yeah, yeah, cool. Were you um so
0: you said it was an hour and a half drive. Was that like when you were an apprentice? Were yeah, you yeah, doing like that like every Yeah. Every so day? I was
1: doing six days a week in the studio A um, three hour
0: round trip. Yeah. Fuck. It,
1: it, um obviously not paid. I was in one of those traditional apprenticeships that, you know, you don't get paid for. You you put the hard work in, you earn it, you 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 know you have to earn your place in the, sure. in the industry. so Which is how it should be, in my opinion. Exactly. I know, it's weird not not paying an apprentice, but you know, for, especially how hard they work. But I've seen so many apprentices come and go through studios that really didn't deserve it. And they just blew out so quick because they were there to be rock stars, not, not put the work in and not have that passion behind it. So I've always cherished that and I've always tried to uphold that. And even though you know, I, I did leave my apprenticeship early, I still feel like I've found my way to earn it, and I'm always trying to be very respectful to the traditions as much as I can. You yeah. Know? it's a little bit different. Like you know, you
0: moved you moved to England. It's not like yeah, you moved down yeah. down the street yeah. to you know
1: learn yeah. off this person and then exactly. you know get an
0: apprenticeship down the road and compete yeah. with them. Um, yeah, yeah. Look, it, I, I think you know it's one of those things where okay, as an apprentice, you don't get paid, but you know you're oh, getting the you're getting the, the knowledge life. from someone. Um, you know, you think of you liken it to say a university course or something like that where you're paying, you know, mm-hmm. tens of thousands of dollars. This, you know, you're you're getting the knowledge, you're, you're getting it all for essentially for free. Yeah, it's yeah, your time, yeah. but no, I, I, think that's, I think that's fine. I think yeah, that's how okay. it should be.
1: I loved it. it, it like, it makes you drive, it makes you want it more, you know. I was working on the side any hours I had, like I remember a lot of the time I would go straight from the, the full day at the studio, go straight to an overnight shift, Doing security, looking after a crane, try and like sneak in a sleep if I didn't think I'd get caught, and then drive straight back to the studio in the morning, set everyone up, and then just sleep in one of the bays until everyone showed up. You know? Yeah, nice. That's my life for a bit. You know, you had to do it. You had to earn it. And I was lucky that I I was uh, I started piercing as well um, with that apprenticeship, so I was able to earn a little bit of a bit money a bit quicker and. Um, then you know as soon as I started doing a few small bangers with the tattoos you know mixed with enough piercings it was a pretty like piercing heavy studio so yeah it cool. was, um, there was a good point where I could finally transition to hundred percent focus on the studio and you know just tried to soak it up as much as I could learn as quick as I could and um, yeah a lot of uh, a lot of early on tattoos that sort of kept you awake at night making a
0: Look, <laughs> oh, that hits me I in here. That much. hits me in here. Mike has some of those. I did my first ever tattoo on Mike, who you just met, and yeah. look, yeah. I've given him a few better ones since then. But look, <laughs> shout out to you, Mike. I appreciate the skin. And uh, <laughs> um, in terms of your, in terms of you know your apprenticeship and what you what you did, what it involved, was it like was it an old school kind of apprenticeship? Were you making needles? Were you you know scrubbing oh. tubes and all that sort of stuff?
1: Yeah, so definitely, uh, definitely on the tubes, definitely mopping top to front, you know, keeping everything clean, organized, trying to keep everyone happy, making needles and pulling apart machines. That's something I always wanted to learn. And um, I probably could have pushed for that more, um, but never really got the opportunity. And it's it's something that's always been eating away at me. I'd love to pull them apart. And it's hard because I now use like the, you know, the the Flight X1, you know, the technology that is just like beyond anything else. And it's like... As I'm moving away, I'm probably I'm not I haven't used the coil in like I used it as I was apprenticing, but I think as soon as I got to England, I switched over, and um, so I haven't had a chance to really play around with them too much. And I hate having that blind side because I just I want to know everything about the industry, and you just get too caught up and busy, and you you don't get that chance. But
0: yeah, well, I'll learn one day. (laughs) Yeah, one day, one day. Uh, I told myself that too. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Um. Man, so let's let's talk about your art. You've got a obviously a pretty unique style of art. Um, even you. as far <laughs> as geometry goes, you know, you can you can definitely look at look at your tattoos and know without without speaking to you or without reading who did it. You you know it's a Rico geometry wow. tattoo. You know, yeah. and That's like, <laughs> I, I look at them and yeah. it fucking stresses me out, man. Because I love doing <laughs> I love doing your mandalas and geometry as well and dot work and all that. But yeah. fuck, I can't even imagine what your stencils look like and just oh, the stress okay. of like.
1: I tell you what, sometimes I, I'm getting it a lot where I'm getting it on first time at the moment, and I'm so happy, but then you just get that one day that just catches you out, and you can't understand how it's gone wrong. It's probably easier than the rest Yeah. it chew up like two, three hours, and you're just like, wow. Like, I haven't even I started this, this yet. <laughs> <much>. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's fun. Uh, it's. It, I've got a good setup now but I'm finding that my stencils are staying longer, and they're not blurring out as much and stuff, but I've had, you know, a couple of situations where I've got some really tight stuff and and the client starts sweating, especially up here in in the Gold Coast where it's hot all the time, um, you know, it starts blurring out and it's a stress, but you get through it, it's all, all part of the fun, isn't it?
0: Yeah, cool. Um, was it always geometry for you? Was it always that sort of stuff?
1: Yeah, I've all, always been passionate about it. I think it's probably the first style I started drawing and I suppose when I first started getting into art, I was very heavily inspired by Eastern spirituality and stuff. I was really heavy into that. So, you know, that goes hand in hand. And I loved putting like purpose into my work instead of just, you know, doodling something, you know. Um, But it was much harder. This was before the iPad, you know, so I had to draw every single inch of those (laughs) mandalas. So, uh, I was doing that at the start of my apprenticeship, but obviously, it's also beneficial to do any style you can while you're apprenticing. So, I was taking on anything I could, knew I was going to do geometry in the long run, but wanted to make sure I was as well-rounded as I could be, Um, but it was also hard, the studio I was at, didn't have a stencil machine either, which is real cool for the old school way as well, you're going to learn to draw a stencil too, you know, you're going to, you're going to earn that part too, you know, just like the rest of them did. So it was cool, but it was very hard to really get into the geometric style while I was there. Um, so as soon as I moved to England as well, and I had the, the stencil machine, I had an iPad by then. That's just when it just skyrocketed, you know.
0: graph. thank you very much. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. Um, oh, cool. Was Was there anyone that, um, that, did you have a mentor that was into that, that taught you sort of the ropes of that sort of style or was it yeah, just so, cause, yeah? Yeah, my mentor
1: was um, very Mandela dot work, flowerly kind of stuff, but she was a very well-rounded artist as well. She could do anything that walked through the door. So she was very cool to learn from. Um, she, uh, she was pregnant at the time as well, so she, at some point she had to take some time off and um, I suppose there was so many good artists in the studio there that I could learn from that really, really helped me and showed me the ropes and I think there was a lot of respect there. They really were happy to take me under their wing and, and teach me you know, the, the knowledge that they spent years learning themselves. And so yeah, it was really cool. cool. Yeah.
0: Do you want to give any of those guys a shout out or the shop? or you- oh,
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I started at Ink Obsession um, They're in Nuriukta in South Australia. Um, so my um, my mentor was Lucille, uh, Lucille Brawl, Braw? I don't know what her um, Instagram handle is though but um, just Lucia in Obsession, um, Taylor Black, and, um, so I was apprenticing with a guy, um, Nathan Wilde and um, so we learnt a lot from each other too, we were constantly pushing each other to try and get better and better as apprentices as well. And you he want to be said, the better
0: apprentice as yeah, well. You're like, oh, fuck, yeah, this guy can't be working harder than me. <laughs> that's
1: it, yeah. And he was he's such a good artist too. So it was like he started six months before me and I was sort of like, I could see where he, where I should be in six months sort of thing. So it was like, you know, I knew sort of the workload I had to put in to like get to where he was, you know. And well, that's it, hey, when, cool. like, when you yeah. both
0: got, well, you know, when you're with people that have good habits and good work ethic, you kind of, you know, you're a product of your environment, you know, and that goes yeah. not just for tattooing, but pretty much for life in general. But, yeah. you know, when when everyone's working real hard and pushing each other, it's, yeah, that's it's cool. always cool.
1: And that, that's what I got from, so I've just come back from the, the expo over the weekend as well. The Brisbane like, convention, Yeah, hey. yeah. And, you know, that's the first time we've all come together like that in a, a long time. And, um, you know, I'm quite an antisocial kind of person with my anxieties and stuff. And I get a lot of imposter syndrome as well. Like. I, no, Most of the time, I don't feel like I belong in there. I'm oh, like, don't right. I don't know. no. <laughs> you know, so I show up, and you know, it was such a wholesome weekend. Like, everyone was just like stoked for everyone. We were all like pushing each other, meeting new faces. Just It was such a, a friendly time, and it was just such a good event, just pushing each other. And there was so much great artwork there over the weekend.
0: Like, first convention in ages in Australia, hey.
1: Yeah, well, that's the first one in Brisbane for two years. Um, yeah. So that was yeah. We've all been hanging on for that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like in Sydney as well. Like we was, it's been postponed. I think three or four times. Yeah, it's um,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, we're all in it together, and it's all for for a reason. Like, you know, we wouldn't be in this situation if we didn't need to be. Like, yep. we're just gonna have to get through it, let it pass, and things will be completely normal again soon.
0: Yeah. Well, fingers crossed, anyway. <laughs> yeah. And I guess look, I guess the um the one plus side of you know of everything. You know the the very very little positive that that there is is that everyone's booked out as hell. You know, yeah, um, sure. <laughs> you know, because if you, if you weren't booked out before, you know, you, you might be booked out for a, for a month or whatever it is, yeah, but then yeah. you know, three months of just backlog now plus whatever you were booked before and
1: yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember first that. So we, yeah, we were closed for three months over here um, in March, March last year. And I was probably only two weeks booked ahead at that point, um, which was good for my calendar. It meant I didn't have to reschedule, you know, months of people. Mm. Um, But as soon as I came back in, it was like instantly three months booked. And like, wow, like I was two weeks booked ahead before. And I thought the tattoo industry was going to really suffer when everyone came back. I thought, you know, we had this big financial hit. I don't think anyone's going to want to get tattooed. Like it's a major luxury. Like, but... It it went the complete opposite way. It was suddenly like, oh, let's like enjoy ourselves, you know, any way we can, you know. Yeah,
0: fully. I mean, the first thing that you know, when times are tough, the very first thing that misses out is your new tattoo. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, it's one of those things. Like, you know, first of all, you know, the government, the government handouts were pretty good for everyone. Yeah, you know, a lot I mean, of people were getting paid more than what they were, <laughs> what they were getting anyway, not spending yeah. it. So now there's all these people with chunks of dash ready to. Yeah. Get tattooed.
1: Oh, I remember. Um, and the big one was um, when they, they let you take your super out, and yeah. I had one take out, you know, he took out his super and he got tattooed by me for seven days straight, <laughs> it was like, yeah, like within the first month of coming back. And I was just like, wow, man, you're crazy! But yes, thank you, please come in. For yep. seven days. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's
0: awesome, man. So, um, in regards to your shop, so you went from Adelaide. To straight into opening up your own shop at the Gold no, Coast I've been, or?
1: I've been, um, I was working at Black Market um, over in Rabina on the Gold Coast um, and I was, I was with them for two years. Yeah,
0: right, okay.
1: Yeah, so just sort of head down that whole time working my ass off. I sort of, I've always known that at some point I'll own a studio. I'm just too much of a control freak and I like things a certain way and I think... Um, you know, coming out of England, where I was working in a studio that wasn't artist-run, um, it really sort of made me see things in a different way. And I was just like, wow, man, like, I need to get to that point so that I, we've got more studios that know what, you know, what's going on with the industry. Yeah. So, um, uh, you yeah, know, I've been working myself to get to this, and it feels real good to be here now, even if sometimes I feel like I, I pushed it and did it a bit too early. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, the hard work speaks for itself. Man, it is it yeah. is
0: what it is, you know. It's yeah. it's not about how oh like, you know, I'm sure some old schools would say otherwise, but you know, for me, I mean, you know, I'm sure that you worked you would have packed, you know, <laughs> double the years into that short amount of time. Yeah. You know, that's what it sounds that's like really anyway. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> yeah. yeah look, some some people get it quicker than others and, yeah. and and that's it. Like there's no there's no standard, you know, the, the industry's not standardized to the point where you know, first of all, you don't even, you don't even know when you finish your apprenticeship because no one tells you when you finish your apprenticeship. Yeah, you don't get a certificate. You don't, yeah. you don't get like, you're not a fucking, you know, accountant where you've got a <laughs> chartered, a chartered thing saying uh, you're now an accountant. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Realistically, uh, you could, you could get your license and then open yeah, up your shop yeah. anyway.
1: So yeah, yeah enough. No, yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, no, and that's the thing, like I'm just trying to, now that I have it, um, it's just trying to be respectful about the way I'm doing it too, um, you know, I could have straight away come in, you know, lowball all the studios and say, you know, cheap ass rent, get in here, come pay my rent so that I can, you know, live a little. That's not the way I want to do it. You know, I've gone out of my way to say, you know, this is a private studio. I'm not here to like take walk-in traffic, you know, and if I'm going to get any artists, it's not going to be at, um, you know, cheap ass rates. I'm going to be higher than most for the sake of, not wanting to, you know, coach artists and stuff like that. You know, I, I don't care if I don't have any other artists in here for the rest of my career. You know, I'm stoked to just be in my own vibe and, you know, doing my work. And that's the thing. At the end of the day, I just want to be doing the, the work. I'm here for the tattooing and, um, you know, and just trying to not step on any toes in the way, you know.
0: Totally. No, 100% man and now yeah. look it really does sound like you're doing it the quote-unquote right way you know if there yeah. is a right way to do things yeah. but yeah. yeah look it's it's interesting because you know someone like me and like you know young artists would be would be looking at looking at your Instagram and thinking oh no fuck this guy's got it all sorted you know he he's he's killing it this and that and then to hear you say things like oh you know you still get the imposter syndrome you're still yeah. thinking yeah. yeah fuck should I really be doing this there's always the second guessing yeah. in your head and that's like I feel like that's pretty common within artists, oh, but sure. it's, it's yeah. something that I guess never really goes away and then, you know, if you're a young artist, you know, listening to this or, yeah. or you know, someone that might know you, you think, fuck, when do I get to that point where that, that yeah. shit goes away and when do I fully think that I deserve yeah. it? It's like, never, man.
1: You <laughs> no, don't want to get to that point. If you get to that point, you don't belong here anymore, you know, you want to always be learning. You, you can always get better. There's always a way to get better and you need to keep pushing for that. For sure. Absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. In terms of the in terms of the conventions, I guess you haven't really done. Too, have you done any conventions since you've had the shop?
1: Um. This is the first one. Um. Since I've had the shop, and this is only my second convention as well.
0: And it was um, literally just a few a few days ago. Hey.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Just over the weekend. I came came back this morning. If you turn the camera around, I've got a studio full of stuff everywhere, just waiting to be organized. <laughs>
0: yeah. Cool. Did, yeah. did you find? Do you find like the conventions are, are good for your for your business, or you know? I guess um, it's hard to say because uh, it's only been a few days. Yeah,
1: but. It's a, a new new studio. Um, I did get a lot of foot traffic. Um, I think the, the piece I, I tattooed a, a big like as much of a fallback as I could over three days, and um, a lot of people stopping by. And I, I haven't had a chance to really check the social media and stuff, but it looked like followers are going up and up. So it's good. And I suppose like. There's no other way to get such a drive of local traffic, you know, especially being, you know, Brisbane's only an hour away from my studio, you know, and you've got hundreds, maybe even thousands of people walking past over over the weekend. And, um, you know, definitely, you know, taking the stickers and stuff like that, you know, the, the name's out there now, but it is definitely, yeah, it's my first studio, at, uh, my first convention since I'm in the studio, so so it's hard to, yeah, really say. Yeah, yeah
0: no, cool, yeah. cool. In terms of in terms of actually you know making a booking with you, hmm. how, how long are you? So you said you're booked out till pretty much the end of the
1: year, or yeah, sort of uh, last December dates at the moment. Um, and then I'm probably going to close it for a little, I hate closing. I hate the. I hate the sound of oh. Books close. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah.
0: Close. I know. I had to do it last year as well because it was just getting too crazy. Yeah, and I was absolutely. like, oh, fuck, like, I don't want to be that guy, but I have to. Yeah,
1: it's hard. It's hard. The notifications keep going up, and I want to like answer everyone's emails, but I also don't want to book it in. And then, you know, I want to take time off at some point too. you know? <laughs> but Yeah. But I need to, uh, I'm not very good at planning, you know, in the future. <laughs>
0: yeah. oh, I hear that. Yeah. yeah. So, can you tell us about your your first tattoo that you got?
1: The first tattoo that I got. So I was, um, I've always been into tattoos and I thought, I remember my dad was going to try and take me to get it uh, when I was 16. Um, he had a few um uh, tattoo friends over in Sydney, we we're going to do a trip to go over and get it. Um, but that trip never went ahead, thank God, because I remember the tattoo I wanted and I'm very thankful I don't have it. What was it? What were you going to get? It was like, oh. It was the start of my music phase, and I was a bit of a hippie and stuff. So I think it was going to be like a. I still ended up getting peace and love. So peace and love were my first tet- the first tattoos I got, and they're oh, all yeah. hands, So that's another that's another story. Um, but um, yeah, I was going to get I think peace, love, music, but like all lined in color, and it was just like on my ri- like right in the middle of my forearm there, and it would have just like ruined everything. Ruined the whole thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, th- that didn't go ahead. I. Always wanted tattoos. Could never think of an idea for myself, and um, so I kept putting it off, putting it off. And then my brother turned 18, so he's 13 months younger than me. So we're quite close. He turned 18, and he's like, "Oh, I booked in to get a tattoo today," and I was like, "Oh shit, he can't get a tattoo, (laughs) you know, before me." Uh, So we went together um, down to the local um, tattoo studio, and it turned out. Uh, yeah, in Adelaide, yeah. So, that was um, Front Yard Tattoo that uh, is now Sashiko Tattoo, which is Inkjector's um, tattoo studio. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, they were the local studio over in Mount Barker. I'm an Adelaide Hills boy, if anyone's listening from Adelaide. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I went in there and it turned out I had a couple of friends uh, working there that I uh, play music with. I didn't even know they were tattoo artists. Um, so, it was real cool. I came in and... Um, So, obviously, yeah, so I got, he got um, a piece, a love, he got love written on his ribs with the O as a peace peace symbol, so I was like, oh, I'll get a peace and love tattoo as well, so we can sort of, we get a matching tattoo, and it'll be a cool little thing, you know. Uh, So I got the peace and love, and I got them on my hands, and um, I sort of, I did that um, because of the whole Travis Barker thing, where it was like, oh, I got my hands tattooed, straight away so that I couldn't back out of my plan like yep. you know that's what I wanted to do so I, I stole that story, and, and that's what I did and um I pissed pissed my parents off maybe my dad bored than my mom but um you know I knew who I wanted to be I knew where I was going and um my mate it, you know it took I, I actually had inquired about that a while ago uh, before I got it and so many tattoo studios said no to it obviously being being hands for your first tattoo um but I think the fact that he knew me, he knew that I was where I was going anyway, so um, he was very happy to sort of help me out with that. And um, yeah, so then and then that started the addiction, I suppose. You know, yeah. I, I probably waited a, a bit long for my second ones. I think it was maybe like six months until the second ones. And then um, then my mate started apprenticing, and I was in like every week, just you know letting him tattoo whatever he wanted on me. Just wanted him to get real good, and you know he was such an amazing artist straight out of the gate. Um, that's Sam Coles. He goes by Slurp Vision. He's done most of the work on my body, and you know he's an amazing dude. I really cherished my time with him, and um, I learned a lot from him. You know, before um, before I even started tattooing, and then obviously I started apprenticing at that studio afterwards as well. You know, and that's sort of what built that relationship was just in there every week, getting tattooed, learning everything. And,
0: and so you yeah. knew heaps of the people already yeah, there. Yeah, you exactly. were saying, yeah,
1: and they sort of, you know, and that. It's hard being, now that I own a studio I know how hard it is trying to bring anyone into the, the ecosystem you know and you think you know, I don't know anything about you you know you might be the worst person ever and I'm going to be stuck with you so I can definitely see how you know being in there every week and them learning about me and so sort of, you know seeing that I had good character and good drive it was an easy decision you know so yeah, yeah. Well, that- yeah
0: you know going back to going back to the the apprentice stuff mm. in terms of you know having an apprentice or you know apprentices not getting paid and that you know i know that with this shop like with this shop and my last one as well it, it is it is a tough one because you don't want to be a dickhead but at the same time I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like if you if you're you know teaching someone or if you know you're taking on an apprentice you don't want to be a dickhead, you don't want to you know unnecessarily be cruel and that sort of thing but yeah. at the same time you know you're spending your time Teaching this person, and you can go months and months and months before you realise that, oh fuck, they're not the person for yeah, it, or uh, you yeah. know they're, they're just fuck off for whatever reason. It's like, well, well, great. I've literally spent hours and hours and hours.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know, and I, I, that's the I've seen a lot of apprentices come through, um, like previous studios, and um, it just it's hard because you you see them come in, they're talented, you know, maybe they work real hard that first couple of weeks, but you know, that, that ego starts kicking it and you see it with so many apprentices, they just yeah. instantly think they're better than everyone and the work ethic drops and they make stupid mistakes and I think at the end of the day, a lot of them forget and this is probably the same for a lot of tattooists as well. You kind of forget how, you know, we work with art but we also work with blood and bodies and stuff and things need to be real clean and things are done in a certain way for a reason and if you're not following that to a T, People can, you know, get some pretty serious stuff. And, yeah,
0: all it takes is one incident and you know, then you're fucked. It.
1: And I've seen such stupid mistakes that I've pulled up and then I end up feeling like the bad guy because maybe some other people don't agree and it's just like, you know, I'm not here to be a rock star. I'm here to do a clean, good job. Mm. You know, and That's what we should be doing.
0: I'm also know. not like scolding you to like for the yeah. sake of being a dickhead, you know, but I'm trying, true, trying to help yeah.
1: you. I, I, I've... I've seen a lot of apprentices get hazed so bad to the point of bullying that I've had to like step in, say something, and it's hard because I'm saying that to people that had traditional apprenticeships that had it even worse than what these ones are getting. But it doesn't mean that that's the right thing to do. You know, it's a, it's a tough one. You I know you want to want the people to earn it the way you earn to it, but the industry has changed so much as well. It's a it's a tough one. You know, you don't want to be bullying people. You want to be teaching them you know, lifting them up the right way to make sure they're doing the right job for the right reason, not in fear of being punished for it, you know. Totally. Yeah. That's,
0: you know, that's yeah. a reflection on society as well. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you can't, there's, there's a lot that was acceptable back then that's not acceptable now in everyday life, you know. Yeah. And so that, yeah. that translates yeah. pretty directly to a tattoo yeah. studio. You can't you can't be, you know, treating people like shit and, that's you know, yeah. doing all sort of, sort of the old
1: stuff. You can get the message across without creating such... Bad hectic vibes. You know, this. Yeah. You still want it to be a comfortable space for everyone. You know, you still have to show up to work too and want to be there. Yeah. You
0: know? so, I, on the flip on the flip side though, and yeah. this might make me sound like a bit of a dick, but no. it's like you know, cause um, you know, cause there's so many good artists. You know, getting apprenticeships now. I'm talking about like good visual artists, good you know artists in yeah. other mediums that are transitioning now into getting tattooed. You know, like they've already sort of got that that bit of ego. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and so when some sometimes, you know, it's, it's good for him to get like, yeah, to, you, yeah, you, you know, and the
1: thing. I completely understand that side of it. And I definitely needed a little bit of that at the start. Like, you know, I could I could feel it coming on. It's very easy to get infected by like, you know, oh, this is really cool. Like, I feel really good. But also, like, you can't feel better than everyone else. You know, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. Still get the mob, but still it, clean. It, 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 yeah, you need you need to understand your place. It is what what an apprenticeship is trying to do, and it's not not like you know bottom of the barrel kind of thing. It's just having that respect for the people that came before you. Doesn't necessarily mean you have to do it that way, but you have to respect it still. And as long as you've got that respect and you're still doing your job the right way, there's gonna be no complaints. You know, hundred percent, hundred percent.
0: I was kind of, I was the opposite. I was I was never a good artist. I just worked no, out. I, I started
1: drawing a year before I started my apprenticeship. Yeah, you know, nice. I just wanted it and I worked my ass off every day at drawing until I got good at a, good enough to get an apprenticeship, you know? Yeah,
0: fuck yeah. You, know,
1: you, uh, well, you worked for it. <laughs>
0: for me, yeah, it was like, all right, Dedicated like 10 years of my life to music. That's not happening. What else can I do? Yeah. I guess I can sort of draw. Let me get better <laughs> at drawing. And,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. I see the appeal. I see it. <laughs> so, were you,
0: were you drawing like mandalas before tattooing? Uh,
1: so, yeah, I think uh, the very first few things. So, I'm actually, I actually started drawing a little bit sort of in high school. I was doing art through high school, but I was at. Um, like a, a private Catholic all-boys school. Same. And, um, yeah, yeah. Same. And it just it grinds you down. There's no individuality there. I remember doing a few art pieces that they wanted to rip up because it was just too much for them, you know, and I was like, oh, shit, yeah, you don't really want the expression in, in art. Okay, mm. so I know where I'm learning. <laughs> or in life. <laughs> Cheers. So that was awful. So I probably, yeah, I, I remember um, my final piece for year 12 was a, I did a... Um, a Sandboard that I, I put tattoo flash traditional tattoo flash all over, and you know, for, I, it never clicked like, Oh, I love tattoo art, maybe I should become a tattoo artist when I leave high school. You know, instead, I went the music way and then eventually got around back to it. You know, it took the long road. But, so,
0: what kind of music did you play?
1: Uh, I was a, an acoustic musician, so like acoustic solo musician. Um, I was doing that for seven years, um, open for some cool bands and stuff, I'd open for the Dance Dance & Dance, and oh, shit. Um, all that, yeah, so um, that was huge, they were my favourite band at the time, and I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm opening for my favourite band, what the hell, yeah. maybe I'm going somewhere with this, and um, I don't know, I played a, played a show over in England at some point, um, which ha- obviously had the, the misses over there, so it was easier, it had more you know, had opportunities over there. So I went over there, played a show, and it was real cool. And then suddenly, two years later, oh, shit, I haven't played a show in two years. Mm. You know, it's just like, I don't know, phased out. Yeah. But yeah, the tattooing came into it, and it was suddenly, that's where all my creative passion went into But. Yeah, yeah, I, I do miss music sometimes though. I've, I've got the guitar sitting there staring at me most days. <laughs> yeah, it's like, pick me up, pick me up. Yeah, as soon as I pick it up, I'm like, oh, I should be doing my designs for next week. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shit, what yeah. am I doing tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Nah, cool man, cool what man. Are you doing? What were you
1: doing music-wise?
0: Oh, like it was, it was kind. Of, I was a session bass player for a bit.
1: Yeah, nice. Yeah,
0: so I was playing for a solo female singer, but, um, yeah, yeah. Just, just in and out of bands. Yeah. I you know, took it pretty seriously. Went went to LA, like, you no. know, were, we're pretty much signed and all that sort of stuff. Oh, and no. then, yeah, look, for, for whatever reason, you know, we won't get into that. No one gives a yeah, shit me, okay. but, uh, <laughs> no, nah, it didn't work out. And then, yeah, I think, I think I wouldn't appreciate tattooing as much as I do um, mm. if I didn't. You know, go through all that sort of stuff. Exactly. And
1: yeah, but that's, that's the same for everything in life. Like you're exactly where you are because of everything you've been through, and 100 you can't change a second of it. And why would you? You know, yeah, we're lucky to be where we are. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, yeah, cool, man. So, um, not too long to go. I reckon we'll wrap up pretty soon. That's um. Fair. But yeah, I just wanted to sort of ask, like, how's, and I guess we touched on this a little bit, but how has the industry sort of changed since you first started to, like, where it is now?
1: It, yeah. Like, I so, social media that, and kind yes, of... Uh, I guess, I suppose, like, Instagram was probably around a little bit already. Um, but I suppose the iPads, like, that was, I came in as it was transitioning. Like, I remember, um, yeah, I think uh, the, one of the artists I was mentoring under had just got home sort of first iPad and stuff, and then, um, yeah, a lot of artists are still choosing to not use them, and I think it's probably a lot more everyone's using the iPad yeah. now. Because I don't so know what the fuck i do that. without my iPad. Why not make your life easier? We work hard, like, take yeah. that break where you can, you know? Also, you know, you're able to get style. better results with it, yeah, way, exactly. you know? Yeah, especially in, in symmetrical work, like, the iPads are godsend, and, and I'm, I'm so fickle about everything lining up so perfectly, and... And it just makes it so much easier. I remember a lot of the. I remember drawing a lot of mandalas before I started my apprenticeship, and doing every inch of it, and having to like map it out with all the rulers and the compasses and stuff. And you get around, and you'd always be slightly off by the time you got back around, and it would annoy me so much. And then um, I started apprenticing and they taught me how to. Um, design a quarter of the mandala and then just use the, the photocopier to then make the full mandala. And I was like, oh, wow, my life's so much easier. When yeah. <laughs> the iPad came in, and I only have to draw one direction. Yeah, like <laughs> one little like segment <laughs> of it. It's yeah. like
0: Problem is one I minute. Keep,
1: I keep making the, the segments way more compact these days, making them more and more detailed. So I'm making the, the the design's way too hard for this. Oh, man, I, I can't
0: even begin to imagine your creative yeah. process when it comes to oh, making yeah. a mandala. <laughs> no.
1: no, I don't even know. I just, I just wing it. We're always winging it, aren't we? <laughs> oh,
0: man, it doesn't look like you're winging it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, has, so I guess, yeah, I mean, you, you've only been tattooing, you know, like you said, like sort of four-ish years, and I guess Instagram was pretty established by then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty, pretty good business tool for you, hey?
1: Yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, what else has changed, I suppose um, a lot of, um, uh, I I suppose like we're moving over to disposable grips and stuff, I suppose you're not cleaning as many tubes, which is cool, you know, things are staying way cleaner, you know, one-off things, um, but also very wasteful, so uh, I suppose we're now seeing the transition to a lot of eco products now as well that are actually quite good quality. Which is um, which is good to see. Like we we could definitely use um a bit more renew- renewable plastic in our industry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that, is not that, not that important to you? Very, yeah, uh, yeah. I suppose so. Like we do go through a lot of plastic, and you know, I suppose I just still have a very strong connection to just making sure we do the best for Earth as we can. You know, we've only got one planet. Like for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking around drawing, like I shouldn't be wasting so much of Earth's resources, you know, but without sounding like too much of a hippie. No. <laughs>
0: that, inner, that inner hippie that you were talking yeah. about before.
1: you, you got to care, you got to yeah,
0: care. Yeah, no, 100%,
1: 100%. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. As long as the products stay high quality, that's the most important. There's a lot of my setup that isn't eco-friendly, but it's because that's the best I can do and that's what the clients deserve, it is the best. So until that industry catches up on everything, you know, just do the best you can.
0: That's it. Like first yeah. and foremost, you know, hygiene and it, you yeah. know all that sort of stuff, uh, cleanliness and that. But if you can, if you can get that while being eco-friendly, fuck yeah. why not? Oh, yeah. You may as well. Yeah. yeah. Um. But no, man. I reckon. I reckon we've. I've kept you for long enough. Oh yeah. And, um, absolutely, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just thank you so much again for for joining us and taking your time to have a chat with us. Um. I think it's it's really cool that. You know um, that artists are willing to do this kind of thing, and you know there's not a lot of information out there on on your favorite tattoo artist. You, if you've got a favorite band or a favorite actor or something, you can you can look them up and you know find out everything about them. But with, yeah. with tattooists, like you just can't. So I think that that's really cool of you to share. And um, again, appreciate your time, man. Before I let you go, yeah. um, so what's the best way for people to book for you? Like, uh, just so to with you.
1: yeah, uh, I suppose jump onto my Instagram first because that's where my portfolio is, make sure you're into my work. Um, so that's Rico Geometry, R-I-C-O Geometry um, and then my website links on there but it's the same RicoGeometry.com, and um, I've got an inquiry form on there um, that just has a few details for you to fill in, makes my job easier um, to sort of know what you want and how you want it and stuff and we can sort of get you in as soon as I can really, yeah. Fucking awesome, man! Thank you so much. You were awesome, guys. Really appreciate you having me. My pleasure.